really. Of all the ochres, she's the meatiest. You are like a, a earlobe. You're just there, just wobbling. You stuck up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerve herder. Dirty-eating piece of slime, you scum-sucking pig, you son of a motherless goat. You are a sad, strange little man. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Oh, right! To call you stupid would be an insult to stupid people! You are a smelly pirate hooker. You look like a blueberry. It's the Sadie and Sean Have No Friends podcast. Hey, guys. This is Sadie and Sean Have No Friends, episode number 25. Yeah. I can't wait until people can watch us. I know. Look at us. Look, your background still looks exactly the same. My background's a door. (laughs) It's a door. It's a door. We, Sean and I, we're going to have a background competition, and then he just never did it, and I put a lot of work into my background, and that's okay. But soon you'll be able to see that really cool carpenter-grade door. Can I be honest with you? I don't know why anybody watches podcasts. I, I just don't. I, I'll be thankful when somebody watches ours when we post the video. But it, to me, it doesn't make sense why you would want to watch two people sit in a room and talk. It, it yeah, but it's doesn't. like a TV thing. Also, I would also kind of agree with that. But then YouTube kind of changed the game on that, which is where we're going to be schmacking a schmacking away. That means talking. You watch, do you watch podcasts? I don't watch Pot. Well, actually, that's not true. I do sometimes if there's a video element, I'll watch it. Or a lot of times I'll be like uh, scrolling on social media and I'll come across something like something that I did come across. And whether you love or hate this guy, Joe Rogan, mm-hmm, I, I love him. He sucked me in one Saturday to a this and it was just all from this TikTok clip, like a quick clip. He's talking about this family. It's the most inbred family in America. Have you heard of this? Oh, I was sucked in. I was like, oh, my God, cancel everything today. Because I ended up going down this rabbit hole. They're called the Whitaker family. It's so weird, Sean. I need to start sending you things if that's okay. <laughs> like videos. You say inbred. It is legitimately, they have like a family tree. And it is like brother, sister, and daughter father i mean it's it's Whoa. really sad but it's generation after generation after generation and i mean it's been going on for like 150 years are they messed up oh sean one of them only makes noises he goes like this <laughs> don't laugh because it's horrible every there are I'm laughing at you not him <laughs> Okay, Sean. Um, No, so there are like six family members. And the town that they live in, it's like a little, I believe, Appalachian town. And the townspeople are very protective of this family. Like they live on like this little plot of land with like three trailer homes. And it's just, it's like the show Hoarders. And they just... I have to start sending you clips of the Whitaker family because I'm pretty sure it's illegal. It, 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 incest it, is not legal. Well, no, and I agree, but this is like the generation, like all the Whitakers that are alive now, um, they're like the final generation of like the compounded. Oh, they, finally, they said, okay, right, and I'm I mean, it's like every, and then that's it. I'm not doing it ever again. <laughs> 
<laughs> Sean, we know you have a problem. <laughs> You'll never stop. But thankfully, well, somebody. I'm, I'm happy that the Whitakers were able to stop. No, this this completely fascinated me. And so then, thanks, Joe Rogan, he was actually interviewing somebody uh, about this fa- who had interviewed this family. So I, I was watching and able to see like pictures and of the family members. And then that sucked me in. And I went for like two weeks where I told like 100 people about the Whitaker family. I'm like, you heard about this Whitaker family. <laughs> Do they have like deformities physically? Sean, I, I, to- I don't know what incest does. You hear rumors, but I oh, don't know. of course, it, this is such a an insane level of incest that, yeah, like the one can't talk. Yeah, like, that's huh? not a physical huh? thing, though. That's like a brain thing. Do they, have like, do they have like 15 toes? Let me look it up. Let me see. Sometimes you definitely like, mentally are- there is a lot going yeah. on there that shouldn't be going on. Well, like sometimes people will accidentally um, like inbreed dogs. I mean, this is a big, this is a big, I can't believe I never learned about this family. Um, It's currently comprised of siblings. These are the ones that are left. Betty, Lorraine and Ray, as well as cousin Timmy. When you when you just gonna get sucked in, I just need you to take at least two to three hours to really dedicate to learning, so you and I can have this conversation because right. it is fascinating. It's terribly sad, but it's fascinating because, like I said, the whole town rallies around this family, and so if anybody comes to mess with them or try to, you know, capitalize off of them, they get ran out of town. Interesting. The Whitakers. I'll check it out for the sure. The Whitaker family. Still, though, I, I don't know that I unless the Whitakers are there, I'm not probably going to watch a video of them talking about them. Just no, like but- I'm not going to watch a video of us talking about them. But again, I will be thankful when other people do watch it. And I <laughs> mostly just like to show off my outfit. Did it's you work a, out today? It's an Under Armour hoodie. No, I didn't have time today. <gasps> I did it last night. Oh my God, I'm hacking the away. Problem, the problem with working out before bed, because my routine is normally to work out in the mornings and they say working out in the morning is a good thing because you you like boost your metabolism for the entire day. Yeah. And so I don't know if there's problems with working out at night, but I can't sleep if well, yeah, I run, 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 run. And then, yeah, like my body's amped up. And so and I, it, it's a bad night's sleep every time. I love working out at night before bed, but I do not run. I do yoga. So it's a lot more calming. And then by the time you're done, you're ready for a nice bath. You're ready to go to bed and it's perfect. But I'm sure if I were actually doing something that brought my heart rate up at the end of my workout, it's like, you just burned 62 calories. (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh, that's not even one of those 100 calorie pack crackers. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I base everything on, too. It's funny that you say that as I watch on the treadmill, I think about how many 100 pack things of Oreos I can eat. Yeah, well, I can eat zero because, but, you know. You don't have to eat the whole pack. You can eat five five of them. (laughs) You know what I did? This is so bad is I, I'm such a binge eating person. And I know that sounds, that sounds awful, but I, I, I want to eat at night. I've never been a night eater before in my life. All of a sudden I'm a night eater where, and it always hits me right before I fall asleep. Like I'm laying in bed and I'm about to fall asleep and I will want candy and it'll do it. It it will bring me to eat candy in the middle of the night. And I'm like, what kind of, 
my God, I am a monster uh, because I would I never wanted to eat at night. What the fuck? <laughs> I want to eat always. And I have a real bad problem. I'm pretty sure that they put and I'm going to get sued for saying this, but I'm pretty sure they put crack cake, crack cocaine and Girl Scout cookies, especially Thin Mints, because I get the Keebler version of the Thin Mints, which are yeah. almost the same thing at the store when it's not Girl Scout cookie season. And I can control myself. And it's fine. Yeah. They're good, but like I can stop. If I say I'm gonna eat two, I eat two. Thin mints, I eat two, and then I sit on the couch and I'm just like getting the cold sweats and I'm jonesing and shaking and stuff, and I have to go get two more, and that leads to two more. And then next thing you know, I've eaten a whole sleeve of thin mints and I feel so terrible about doing it, but I can't stop. And it's, it's so only bad. thin mints. There's nothing else that it's like I got to have more. I have to have more. <laughs> Until they're gone. Uh, no, that's how I am. But Ryan, but I don't buy Girl Scout cookies. Um, not because I don't believe in the Girl Scout organization. I'm sure it's wonderful. But because I know that I cannot. I'm sorry, children. But because my lack of control means I cannot contribute to your sleep out in the woods. And But Ryan, he always buys when they're at the grocery store. Every time. And I always go, what are you doing? What are you doing buying these? And he goes, if there are children out there trying to make money, like he does it for the reason you should do it. Like, yeah. and I'm like, you know, I can't not eat them. He's like, she's trying to help a charity. Not <laughs> like, me. I buy them. I buy them every time I see them too. But it's mostly because I know that this is only for a couple of months and then I can't get my hands on Girl Scout cookies anymore. So I guess I, I don't care less about their organization. I just really like Thin Mints. Well, I guess I'm confused by the organization because I'm like, isn't this like a little um, and please forgive me because I know people who their whole family is they get involved into this Boy Scout, Girl Scout kind of thing. It's a big deal to them. And I'm like, but isn't it just kind of like sending these kids out to sell your product and then. You know, well, like that's what, how what they are, raise money for doing the things that they do. The, these organizations don't yeah, run you themselves. Gotta, you, have you have to have money. I don't know. And it's you know, do you buy the Keebler ones? You buy the Keebler Thin Mints at the store. They're I know, but we're making the kids cents. stand out in the wind and the sleet. Yeah, but they get the money. <laughs> don't they have to give the money back to the company? Well, yeah, but the, it goes back to their little branch. So I don't know. I, I bet, want to see I bet a box of Thin Mints cost. I bet a box of Thin Mints costs a dollar, maybe a dollar fifty to produce. That's how much they're into that, and That's they're selling true. them for five bucks. So they're making three fifty a box, and <laughs> I, that all comes back to their branch. And at, just me alone at three fifty a box, I'm definitely probably supporting at least one Girl Scout all the way through college. <laughs> <laughs> Sean doesn't want to be a hero, but. <laughs> So one year, like Ryan, I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, if there are children out there that want to do better in life, then by golly, I'll help them. And I'm like, what? Ah, crap. One year I opened my big mouth. This was only a couple years ago, two or three years ago. I opened my big mouth on the radio and I always had this. I always had this one girl who I knew a family friend and she was a girl scout and she graduated out of the girl scouts and she was always my girl scout dealer. Like I got all of my cookies from her. She graduated out. So I went on the air without thinking. And I said something oh. along the lines of everyone who sends me either their little link or calls into the radio station or hits me up on social media, I will buy at least one box from. 
Oh, you want to know no. how many people how hit many me up? How many boxes did you buy? 473 <laughs> girls hit me up. And it got to the point where I couldn't take in any more Thin Mints. And so I had to, I had to be like, you can just donate to the Girl Scouts. And this was my out. This is going to make me sound like a really bad human. But I'm also not very rich. I work in radio. And so at $5 times 473, you do the math. I don't have that kind of money. And so without backing out, what I found out is instead of buying, instead of buying boxes of cookies, you can actually just make a donation. And so... Like oh, so you were like 400, 473 of them. I think I bought 200 boxes okay, of cookies for real. And so then the other 273, I donated a dollar to. Okay. Well, that's still a lot of money. That's still a oh, lot of I money, was, Sean. I was, I was in this for over a thousand dollars. And okay. Tell me the number again. <laughs> 473. And that's a real number not made up. So you would have had to pay two thousand three hundred and sixty-five dollars. <laughs> if I bought a box from you everyone, kept your promise. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Oof. My wife was really thrilled when she heard about me doing that. Oh my god! So how much did you? Okay, sorry if I missed this because I was doing the math on this other <laughs> equation. How much did you end up donating? Well, I know for sure that I uh, I know that there was four hundred and seventy three girls that sent me their link. Um, I don't know exactly how many boxes I bought, but I did all four hundred and seventy three. I at least donated to. So there was some that got a box of cookies bought from, and some <laughs> that got a dollar donated to them, but. Out of those 473, I made at least a donation, which I felt was breaking my promise a little bit, but also still kind of trying to do right well, by totally what I said. that's totally true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I won't ever say something stupid like that again. That's this a year, I almost yeah, you got to be careful. I almost opened my mouth again because I don't have anybody, and I never know for sure if they're going to be at the He's one store that I go to, and I definitely want some Thin Mints. And so I just put it out there. If you send me your link... Oh, Let's do it just some, some through people. here. Well, no, Let's... some people. I might buy some from you. Send me your link because I don't have a dealer. So send it to me. And once I get my fill of cookies, I'm not buying anymore. So if you're too late, you're too late. And there was a lot of people that sent me their link. And unfortunately, I didn't buy from them this year. But I I prefaced my whole thing by saying I'm not, I'm not buying from everybody. Yeah. But I think the Girl Scouts probably owe me a plaque or something. Don't, don't. Can't you hear? We got to move on from the Girl Scouts. No, can we? Because somebody because from the Girl Scout organization is listening right now. That no, has some sorry. Pull, and I feel like at their annual meeting or something like that, I should probably get honored. I think that you need like a sash and but a big <laughs> sash, something that will accommodate you in a couple of months. <laughs> <laughs> something that will be nice and roomy. And yeah, I think that they should honor you. You know, I remember selling stuff when I was a kid and this is something that I like my children never did, but I remember having to go door to door and sell stuff because somebody came up with the best scam in the world. They would take these candy bars to the school and be like, do you want to sell candy bars? And if you sell 300 candy bars, you will get this disposable camera. And I remember being like, this is, this is happening for me. And Most so important thing in the world at that point, you were, I felt the same way. I was after that disposable camera. And then it was like, if you sold 10,000 candy bars, you got a trip. You got to a Disney. jump rope. <laughs> oh, I'm going to Disneyland. The thing that they didn't tell you was it was only you that gets to go to Disneyland and your parents are going to have to buy their own trip to get there. And my dad's like, dude, you can sell 10,000 candy bars. If you want, we ain't going to Disneyland. <laughs> but I 
love was there was like a little kid catalog that they made. It was like crack and you'd look through and circle. If I hit my grandma's neighborhood twice, I could probably get this snorkel. <laughs> yep. And it was the most ghetto stuff in the world. But I do remember going knocking on doors and you would have to write the order down and you would have to take the money because people didn't use credit cards. So they'd write a check. And then on the honor system, like in six weeks, the cookies would come in and you would have to go back and walk them around. And um, one year I lost some info and I just, <laughs> I ate a bunch of cookies. <laughs> I couldn't find the info. I never had to, I got lucky because I, I talk about this a lot, but I, I grew up in a bowling alley. And so there's just people at your beck and call in the bowling alley at all times. So I never had to go around the neighborhood. I just went around the bowling alley. Really? As I, back then they still smoked in the bowling alley. And my job was to empty out the ashtrays and you would have to empty. I would empty out your ashtray. You want to buy some cookies? You want to buy some chocolates? And it was you know like what? Fish in a barrel. <laughs> I have well, I have to agree with you because I used to wait tables when I was young and I would always work in the smoking section because those people were in flavor country and they were the nicest people to wait on. I loved working in the smoking section because it was like they were chilled. They just ate their Monte Cristo and then they got a brownie and they're lighting it up their sig and they're just sitting back. And I'm like, damn, these are the happiest people in the world. And so that would make sense. I should have been smart when I was young and gone to like a bingo hall and been like, you're pretty happy. You're in flavor country. You want some thin mints to, you know, add to pair with your Marlboro Reds. I think they actually shut down kids from going to the bingo hall. Because no, that's not true. I just talked to somebody who we both know whose daughter is a cheerleader and it was the weekend. And he said, I'm sitting outside of a bingo hall. Cause we have to volunteer bingo. And I'm like, Whoa, I didn't know that was still a thing. The last time I went to bingo was a long time ago, but they had already outlawed smoking in buildings, but there was, was a smoking section in the bingo hall. It's like they, the bingo hall's got a special expectation or a special exception to have a smoking section where you could still smoke and play bingo because those two things just go hand in hand. You have to, right? I wonder yeah. if they still have smoking sections inside the bingo halls. I don't, I don't think you can smoke at all anywhere in a building anymore. I think that's just kind of a thing where you have to go stand outside. And so you got to think that detracts people from, I mean, again, I'm talking about how I was alive at a time where people would eat their food at Bennigan's and then they'd light up and, and sit back and blow smoke everywhere. And nobody thought it was weird. It was like, you're in smoking tonight. And I was like, all right. I still My remember usual. when it got outlawed, the boss of the bowling alley told me he was like, this is going to be like a prohibition thing. He Eventually, there's going to be these like smoking speakeasies and people will still smoke in buildings <laughs> and they'll do it illegally. And this will be one of them. He's like, it's not going to affect our business because businesses like the bingo halls and the bowling alleys were worried yeah. that if yeah. people can't smoke in them, they're not going to come anymore. And he was like, I'm not until I get a ticket. I'm not stopping people from smoking. And didn't take long and it was out. It's gone. And now. And he got he, a ticket. He got a ticket. I don't know that. I don't out. know that he ever got a ticket. I just don't 
people just quit smoking in the buildings. They just followed the rule. It wasn't like there was an uproar like he thought there was going to be in his mind. He thought there's going to be people that people say, are gonna be I'm not going to do this. Yeah, I'm yeah. smoking in here anyways, and you can't stop me. And that never really happened. People just kind of followed that rule, and smoking in buildings went away really, really quickly. And now it would be like the most foreign thing in the world. If you saw somebody actually light up a real cigarette in a building, you would be like, what the hell is going on? It would be crazy <laughs> foreign. It, it would be, be, yeah, it would be crazy if somebody did that. But yeah, at one time it wasn't weird at all. But now watching certain shows, like, have you ever watched the show um, Mad Men? No. Okay, I'm trying I don't to watch shows, another you know show this. where this would be. You're you right. Know. I could name a million shows. But there are some shows that are set in different time periods where they will light one cigarette off the other cigarette. And then that's all I can focus on instead of the storyline. I'm like, they're smoking again. He just got done with a cigarette. He'll light another cigarette. And that's all I can think about. Did you ever smoke? No. I, and my parents I didn't either. So when I was a cheerleader and I had to go and do the uh, the bingo halls, I remember after like a three hour shift, my eyes were like <laughs> burned. <laughs> they were like tiny little red dots in my head because my eyes hurt so bad. I don't know how long it takes for your lungs to heal from that or if they ever heal from that, but I'm sure I've never once had a cigarette in my mouth. I've never smoked. Uh, it, no, the the best either. way, the best way to not get somebody to smoke is make them clean out ashtrays. Cause it's a nasty job and that was my job. And so I never wanted to smoke. I never wanted a part of it, but I worked in this bowling alley from the time I was 13 until smoking probably didn't stop until I was 18 or 20. So I smoked as a result, like secondhand, like secondhand smoke, smoke. is for real. And so I'm sure my lungs are messed up or were messed up. I don't know. But I, that kid made fun of me one time at school because <gasps> oh. back then, back then you didn't have time to shower every single day. And but so I went, you smelled like yeah, smoke. Well, like smoke. Yeah. And so this kid was like, you smell like an ashtray. And so that was, that was my moment where I was like, all right, every night after the bowling alley, I have to shower because I don't want to smell like an ashtray. We've all had that one stinky call out moment that changes our lives where we're like, oh, <laughs> and I Please feel like, tell. well, no, I feel like I'm thinking of Murphy right now because I'm like, did you brush your teeth before school? She's like, yeah. And I'm like, can I smell? There's no way. There's, I'm like, do you think my nose doesn't work and you're going to somehow convince me otherwise? Okay. She goes upstairs and but I'm just like. I always told Ryan, don't worry about the kids because they will each have a stinky moment where they'll be like, I like girls. I like boys. I want to, you know, be cool. I don't want to stink. I want to smell like Axe body spray or some crap like that. And every kid has it. That was your moment. I can't think of my moment, but I am so sure I was a smelly kid. I, I guess I'd rather smell like cigarette than butthole though, like or BO. <laughs> like I'm happy that it was cigarette because that Sean, been I thought really... we were in this together until <laughs> <laughs> And by the I... way, there are there are kids that just have like chronic bad 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 breath, and I think that my son is one of them. He'll brush his teeth and then it just smells like mint covered bad breath. <laughs> See, my kids smells like bubblegum flavored bad breath. I mean, like bubblegum. If I brush my teeth with bubblegum flavored tooth, that's not going to do anything for anybody. Damn. No. Keep doing it. Anyway. Um, there for a while, they had like sour flavored toothpaste, too. 
Well, anything to it get like those watermelon. kids to do it. No, it was adult. Adult oh, watermelon. Really? There was, And there was like a sour cherry or something, too. I mean, I get that it cleans your teeth, but it ain't going to make your mouth smell very good. Even if it smelled like sour cherries, if you opened up your mouth and you were like, <sighs> smell, and it was sour cherry, it'd be like, that's freaking <laughs> gross, dude. Close your mouth. You like sour cherries. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder if anyone else thinks any of this is funny but us. <laughs> because Sean and I will just sit here and laugh like a, like idiots. The seven people. Did you, speaking of smelly, though, there's like a resurgence. I don't even know if it's a resurgence because I don't know that it was ever a thing before, but it's a thing right now. Uh, like full body deodorants. Have you seen these? They're advertised everywhere. Full body. And I oh, read yeah, an yeah, article yeah. not too long ago that it's a thing now. Like people are using full body deodorant. I still don't even understand what exactly so, it is. Like. You cover yourself in deodorant instead of just the pitch. You just like with the no, so it's like it uh, yeah. You can get. I only know because I have tried Lumi, which is yeah, Lumi is one of them. Yeah, and so I've tried Lumi because I had a friend who used it, and she's like, "Oh my god, I love it." Because I don't know, I'm getting older, and so I'm like scared about all the stuff that's in stuff, which is dumb. But I'm like, there's so much stuff in secret. There's mercury, and damn, your arm's yeah, gonna fall off. So they always talk about. Yeah. And so with Lumi, I'm like, this is like a natural. Okay. But here's the thing with Lumi. It smells like a fart. It like, you know, when you put deodorant on, it smells good. It's like, mm, that's like lilacs on a breeze. Mm -hmm. Lumi smells like, like dog crap. And I can't explain it, but I'm always like, how is this making anything better? And what you do is you can use it like this you know, like a deodorant stick or they yeah. have, you can buy like um, a squeeze bottle and some will come out, go like that, rub it together, put it under there, maybe put it down there, wherever <laughs> you want it to go. But I'm like, if it doesn't smell good coming out of the bottle, what does it activate and smell like flowers upon touching? Yeah. Uh, That's So I don't know. That, yeah, the whole whole body deodorant just doesn't make sense to me because to me deodorant was always just for the pits. You didn't put deodorant anywhere else. I can't I can't imagine putting deodorant anywhere else. It just doesn't belong anywhere else. But, well, but I think you're it thinking, also makes sense because your pits aren't the only place that stink. And that's so, what they're saying. Yeah. And so apparently, if you put this this uh, stuff on, you could. Well, but see, here's where stuff get where I'm like, huh? Because it's like after 12 hours, it continues to work up to 36 hours and i'm like okay well if you are going 36 hours without washing this off and you're like wow it's been 36 hours since i've touched water i smell <laughs> great then i think that you're using this you're taking advantage of lumi just yeah i mean just because it doesn't smell doesn't mean that there's not organisms growing or fumunda cheese or something like that and <laughs> lumi is not going to block the cheese it might block the smell of the cheese lumi. but you got to you gotta, you gotta, you gotta get the cheese out. You gotta get it off. And water yeah. is the only thing that's going to take care of that, my friends. But there, we have a mutual friend, actually. His name is Mike Sanchez. I just call people out by their names now. He, it, he was always concerned that he might find a girl and he might shack up with the girl. And so he used to carry around baby wipes and he would clean himself up <laughs> because he didn't want to smell in that area in case he shacked up with a woman and it was his thing. He, and he would like tell me and all of our, all of our friends that it's a life changing thing. You need to carry baby wipes. I have to tell emergency. you, this is somebody that both of us worked with Mike Sanchez, 
also known as Dirty Sanchez, that he liked to be called. So we all called him Dirty. And Dirty Sanchez, one of my favorite ever people to do stuff with, like events or remotes, because he is the I still smile when I think of him because he's the most open person you will ever meet. You could ask this dude, like, have you ever had syphilis? And any normal person would be, and I'm not saying he has syphilis, but any normal person would be like, no. And with him, he, he would totally, if he had syphilis, he'd be like, you bet, you bet your ass. I got it. It's pretty rough too. I did. And this is how it happened. I met us. I hope he's listening to this. I hope he's listening to this episode right now. Cause he'd be sitting on the edge of his seat right now, wondering what other stories we would tell. And I will say this, I can't tell 95% of the stories of what this guy did and what he got himself into. But he told me stories that sounded like they would only happen in the movies. Like I didn't know that this kind of stuff happened in real life until I met dirty Sanchez carried around baby wipes to wipe himself up because his downstairs area might've been sweaty or something. And he wanted to make sure that it was taken care of. But here recently I was walking through the store and right by the baby wipes, they now have these things called dude wipes. And they're exactly that, except for they have like dude scents instead of baby wipe smell. And I instantly thought of him and I was like, man, I wonder if he had anything. They sure have come a long way. (laughs) Yeah. I wonder what you're thinking, dirty. He's probably loving it. He uses dude wipes. There's no doubt about it. He hasn't told me he does, but there's zero chance that he doesn't. And I will say uh, he's an impeccable dresser and he always, he's one of those dudes that like, smells nice you know mm-hmm. and he dresses nice and he smells nice and he doesn't he's have very, syphilis he's very aware of like his appearance and his smell and his scent at all times he he was buying i think he still does he spends hundreds and hundreds of dollars a month on propecia which is like oh, yeah pill, yeah pill so that your hair doesn't fall out and i was like do they work and he's like i don't know my hair's not falling out anymore i can't stop once you start taking them you can't stop because then it will fall out and so what? he's spending so much money on these hair pills just out of fear that if he stops, that his hair will fall out. Like, why'd you start taking them then? Like just the other day we were talking about our friend radio, Johnny, and how just insane he is being in radio. You do get to meet. There are a lot of assholes, but there's some interestingly cool people. And I do still times think of dirty. And he used to make me laugh because you could ask that dude anything. And he just didn't care. He was like, it is what it is. This is what's going on. And I'm like, what? I love it. He had the he had the biggest crush on a girl that worked at the Budweiser event center in town. Oh, I remember. Yes. Yeah, I would always I would always tease her and then tease him and he would get all red in the face and she'd get all red in the face. And it was like middle school all over again. I loved every second of it. And then she heard me say he has syphilis (laughs) and the romance never bloomed. I'm kidding. He does not have syphilis. You don't know the adventures he's been through. He just might. I know. But if he does, he'll tell you he he won't deny it. He would like if somebody went on a podcast and said, you know, Sadie definitely got the the herb, you know, simplex 12. I would be (laughs) like and then they're like, just kidding. I'd be like, why would they say that? But dirty he it never really bothered him. I haven't talked to him in years and years and years. I don't talk to him very often. Every year for my birthday, he sends me a picture of a naked dude with a very (laughs) big unit, (laughs) a different one every year. It's not always the same one. And the first year he did it, I remember my wife saw my phone sitting there and she's like, 
Somebody just <laughs> this what you want for your birthday, yeah. Sean? <laughs> Can you explain this to me? And so it was a whole story about this is how dirty he is. It's fine. I didn't ask for this. He thinks it's funny. And she was like, let me see it again. <laughs> Would you send that to me? I mean, I'm angry, but... <laughs> Every anyway. year still. So my birthday was in November, just this last year. I got, got a big, a big, big wiener, big, big male unit right in my <laughs> inbox. <laughs> and by inbox, I mean my cell phone, friends. Well, I would like to thank you, Sean. You have given us so much today on our episode and you've really opened up. And now I'm worried that Mike Sanchez is going to be like, what the fuck, you guys? <laughs> if we don't get sued. By the end of this pie, we're only a month in and we've talked crap about everyone we know. We're going to run out of people to talk crap about pretty soon. No, because next week I would like to tell the tale of Wacker. Oh, (laughs) we haven't got Wacker yet. That's true. Maybe we need to have Wacker on. We haven't had a guest host yet. I think Wacker, Wacker might need to be a part of his own story. I think you're right, Sean. We will have to make that happen where he will come on and he will have to tell the tale of where he got the name. Wacker. He, gets very, and ana- where- he gets very animated. And sometimes when he gets animated, his little diabetes thing <laughs> flies off and it goes up in the air and I feel bad. So tell him to tape that thing on extra good next week. <laughs> we were playing. We were playing. We were at a remote at like the YMCA one time and we were playing a little bit of basketball and we're running up and down the court. And next thing I know, there's Parker and he's got like a tail behind him and it's it's, it's his diabetes. It's like, bro, you're, you're going to die. And so he picked it up and he has, it's got needles on it and stuff. He has to shove it back oh, into him. No. I was like, bro, I bet that hurt. I feel bad. Quit, eating oh, so, quit drinking so much Starbucks, man. Oh, he I feel like age. I'm part of the reason that kid, the reason he has diabetes is probably partly me because we used, I made him buy me so many sugary lattes. You really did. And I would always say, Sean, you make more money than him. Stop it. And you'd be like, he wants to do it. And, and so he would buy you drinks and he, and I'm like, you are such a jerk. And uh, I love him. I still I can't wait to him. tell you his story. Yeah, I do too. He's actually getting married and he's having a, a bachelor party all the way in Tennessee though. And he's trying to get me to go in April. And I'm like, man, I with a whole bunch of people. I don't know. Like I'm not flying to Tennessee in April for a bet. I would love to support you, but eight dudes I've never met in my life in a random state. That sounds weird and scary and a good way. But You'll go to the wedding. I will go to the wedding. Yes. Okay. And you bought you so many sugary drinks. You just, that's what you have to do. Thank you. This episode is over. I know. I was just saying, thank you for listening. Be sure to find us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, X. I don't even know what else there is. Uh, Come find us and be sure to tell your friends all about Sadie and Sean having no friends. We would tell our friends, but we don't have any. Right, Sean? Yes. Thanks for hanging on that one. Yeah, you got it. Bye. (laughs)